everybody. Welcome back to We and You, where we talk about the Kentucky Commission on Human Rights and a little bit about what's going on in our area. I am Terrence Sullivan. And I'm Brittany Cook. Um, this is probably the level I'm going to talk to, the volume I'm going to talk at, and I am Don't testing. with a preposition. The I, volume at which I will speak. This is the volume at which I will speak <laughs> at. <laughs> We're broadcasting from beautiful downtown Louisville here in the historic Hayburn building. Hey everybody, welcome back to We and You. Um, this I'm Terrence and we have a special guest again, second week in a row. Yay, hi, it's Lee, I'm back. Yay, we have Lee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and today is going to be a little different. Um, we have a few topics we wanted to just go over and just really in looking at things going on in the news and some hot topic items, which talking about hot topics led me to ask the question to Lee if the store was still open, because I don't know why I was thinking of hot topic, but saying the word hot topic made me hear two words, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I can't count today. It's, I'm tired. You're doing great. Yay. And Hot Topic is still open, for those wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to go. I wait. Can't, I know. Are they in the mall, though? They are in the mall. Okay. Mask up for Hot Topic. Yep, let's do it. <laughs> so, one of the, th the first thing I really wanted to talk about was the paradox of tolerance. And what, what we really wanted to talk about is what we mean when we say tolerance, or someone is tolerant. Or does that mean that you accept all people? Or does that mean you only accept other tolerant people in whatever your definition of tolerant is? Um, or it, really, what does it mean? So just to start off, and since Lee is a guest, even though she's actually been here a lot of the time, she just wasn't talking. <laughs> yeah. So been the overseer. <laughs> the overseer. Well, that's like slave term, so we'll use something else. Oh, really? I didn't even know that was a slave term. Yeah, like the person who watches the fields for the master is the Oh, overseer. I thought it was a business term. <laughs> that, oh, my gosh. Well, never saying that word again. It's Sorry. probably both. I mean, business probably used it, stole okay. it from slavery. I've been the manager. Yeah, we'll use that. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> or overseer, you know. That's fine. No, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to use that anymore for sure. <laughs> So, <laughs> we all learned something today. We clearly did. Absolutely. All right. Anyways. All right. Show over. We learned and we learned. <laughs> And that's the point of the show. <laughs> no, but really, Lee, what for you, and I'll answer as well, but what do you think of when we're talking about someone being tolerant or having tolerance? So, my idea and my definition of tolerance is accepting someone who is different or has different views than you and being able to be okay with that. Now, I, I personally have a few issues with the term tolerant. I kind of, I'm glad we're talking about this today because, you know, it's a topic that I would like to explore more and really, really figure out my feelings of it. But I, the term tolerance and tolerant kind of just gets on my nerves because it's like, oh. it's just like I tolerate like <laughs> my lower back pain. You know what I mean? I tolerate it. 
I don't like accept it and try to fix it. <laughs> I just like tolerate it. And yeah. that's what I think of when I think of that word. Even though I know what it's trying to say is being accepting of everyone or being accepting of people who are different than you. Um, but like you were kind of saying, it gets into this weird gray area of, okay, like, am I, does this mean that if I meet someone who is homophobic, am I uh, supposed to be tolerant of them because we are different? I don't feel like I Uh, want to be tolerant of that person. (laughs) So it's... How intolerant of you. I'm exactly. (laughs) And so it's, it's a weird thing to talk about of what do we, are we meaning the literal definition or what are we trying to say? Should there be a different word we can go ahead and start coining and using instead? So that's kind of my, those are my thoughts and kind of a little starting point for this (laughs) uh, conversation. So I think you just changed my mind in really in 40 seconds. Impressive. Oh my gosh. Okay. Signing up for law school right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, when we talked about discussing this, I was thinking, oh, tolerance, tolerance is good. Being tolerant of others is a good thing, which I guess it is, but your example of the lower back pain completely changed my view in that Mm -hmm. 40 seconds that you talked, Mm -hmm. um, because you're right we do tolerate things that we may not love but we are like eh, all right i can deal with it i'll live with it mm-hmm. and that's not a that's not a great worldview to have for people yeah. like i've talked a couple times i think um about tearing my achilles last year mm-hmm. and it still sucks sometimes like in the morning it sucks but mm-hmm. i tolerate it i'm like mm, it will warm up and then i'll be fine Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get up to go down some stairs, and it's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait a second, let Teddy run down the steps first. Okay, now I can walk, and I tolerate it. Mm-hmm. And that's really not a way to handle human relationships. Um, I like Lee. I don't tolerate Lee. Um, if I just tolerate... I mean, <laughs> sometimes you do. But True. most times. That's, that's why we didn't let her talk until now. Correct. <laughs> But thinking of the word tolerate, because I guess tolerance is a um, variation of to tolerate. Um, And we tolerate things that are slight inconveniences, but we know we can live with it. And so being tolerant, if you're really extrapolating from the origin word, it really just means like, I don't really like it, but... I'll deal with it. Um, So I guess for me, in my shifted worldview that just happened today, Mm -hmm. I guess it is partly problematic to say that we are tolerant people. And I, too, understand the what we were going for, but maybe that's not the right term to use, or we add a word before it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it was... originally was we were against intolerance i think and in terms of that now it became well the opposite of intolerance is tolerance obviously and so we kind of latched onto that but if you look up the actual dictionary definition of tolerant it is a verb 
to allow the existence, occurrence, or practice of something that one does not necessarily like or agree with without interference or accept or endure someone or something unpleasant or disliked with forbearance. <laughs> unpleasant or disliked with forbearance. I mean, like, how negative is that? <laughs> like, it's you know? just like, no. You know, I met Michael the other day, and, you know, he... What was the words it, un, for? I can't remember what you said now because I was trying to think of something funny to say. Wait, <laughs> but the what? last part of the definition for tolerate or tolerance. Someone or something unpleasant yeah. or disliked with forbearance. Yeah, I met him with yeah. tons of forbearance. Yeah, he was completely unliked, but like, yeah, we, yeah, that's <laughs> that's terrible when you think like terrible is a strong word, mm-hmm. but it's not very pleasant. It's really not. And, and it's it's difficult to kind of get away from that because it has it. I think it with all the best intentions, it started mm-hmm. off of no, we have to be tolerant. And I think a lot of movements and a lot of different you know phrases that we try to coin to make this world a more accepting and happy place have the best of intentions, but we just don't like think them through <laughs> that much. And so yeah. No, I I, I think your point about it being. A response to people who are intolerant is the best clarity to offer on that mm-hmm. because I'm thinking of civil rights era and civil rights movement which we're still in by the way ding 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 mm-hmm. but civil rights discussions where you have one group who has been particularly intolerant and then to differentiate yourself from being part of that group it's like i'm a tolerant person i'm what came to mind when you're talking about words that we use was Mm -hmm. the term anti-racist um because it's like i'm not a racist i'm an anti-racist but are you or are you just not racist because those those are two different things correct and i think just my brief uh, soapbox on that is you can be not a racist person but you're not anti-racist because you're not actively trying to not be racist or actively trying to get others to not be racist but you yourself are not racist mm-hmm. so you might be not racist but you're definitely not anti-racist and I think yes. tolerant and intolerant and all of that is a, a version of that because you have people who might have others who they disagree with or they find unpleasant forbearance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they are like, eh, they're just a back, they're just a lower back pain. I'm not going to think too much about them, but I'm not going to go out of my way to like chastise them for being different. Totally. And then you have the people who might then be overly tolerant, which we still need to find a word. But they actually and actively try to be accepting and understanding of others Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like, here's my example. Um, If we were to, no, I'm not going to use that example because, no, I'll use it. So (laughs) use it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it, it was really extreme. I'm thinking of clan, the clan. And if we were to see a clan rally um i'm not going to actively go over there and try to change their hearts and minds at a rally 
right. and be like, hey guys, uh, hello, hello, kind sirs. Um, I would like to spare a moment <laughs> to talk about race, maybe. Good, good evening, uh, Mr. and Mr. Grand Wizard. Uh, <laughs> Gonna go ahead and say, probably wouldn't go the best. Yeah, they, they would probably look at me and be like, well, I can't say what they would be like, but there'd be some words. <laughs> Maybe not be nice. And so I would go on about my business. I might be like, okay, well, I completely disagree with everything they stand for, but I'm not going to actively go out of my way and try to change their minds. I'm not going to go over there and try to appeal to their kinder selves. Mm -hmm. But I understand, and I, you know, as a, from a free speech context i understand they have the right to believe whatever they want and to mm -hmm. peacefully assemble and all of that stuff as long as they're peaceful and not inciting violence first amendment um but i'm not really going into their group however in the flip side of that if i were to see a group and or a few people who i knew had differing views from me and we tried to have civil discourse about our differences of opinion or views or whatever. Even though I haven't tried, or I haven't completely changed their mind, I've tried to understand their worldview. And I've tried to learn from them while I also try to explain where I come from. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's beyond being tolerant because then you're being the same version of anti-racist you're being active about trying to engage in learning on both sides and mm -hmm. i guess that's where tolerance ends and the new word that we haven't used like come up with yet i know what's the word what do you think uh <laughs> like uh civ civil progress overseer oh. <laughs> <laughs> i have learned no um i don't know like celebrate accept um is self i don't know what about ex well accepting yeah because accepting kind of sounds like of acceptance yeah like that still kind of sounds like tolerating because like i accept <laughs> the fact that certain people in positions of power right now are terrible racist individuals yeah like, I've just accepted that fact. I haven't, like, yeah. accepted and embraced it, I guess. Definitely. Um, so what is a word that really gets to someone who tries to learn and understand but also tries to explain? Right now I'm thinking of people with empathy, but that's still not the same. Yeah. I don't know. Because you can't be, like, in, in, empathetic, but, like, I don't know. We can come back to it. We can okay. think on it. Yeah, we can yeah. think on it. But yeah, the, the moral of the whole conversation, really, is there is something to be said about what it's like to be, or what it means to be tolerant, because, like Lee said, with the back pain, mm -hmm. like, what you don't really love it you just deal with it and right i don't know that's i still can't believe you changed my mind that quickly i had all this about being tolerant was good and look when uh, it comes to analogies i am 
the queen. I don't analogies. know. Wait, I don't know. Well, I'm a metaphor person. You might be an analogy person. Yeah, I'm definitely more of an analogy yeah. person. We should, we should have a comp- uh, competition one day. Okay. Yeah. I would arguably win, I think. Mm-hmm. I would inarguably win. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so, I win because yeah. mine's inarguable, so Great. there we go. Great. Battle Perfect. of words. Um, but talking about um, tolerance mm-hmm. and acceptance and the new word that we will name at a later date... Mm-hmm. Um, that really makes me think of some of something else that was in the news um, recently with certain famous people uh, commenting on Harry Styles and being on Ooh. yeah yep here you, my man yeah. Harry Styles yeah. what, so what happened with your man Harry Styles so Harry Styles was on the cover of Vogue right was yeah, Vogue, I right? think it was Vogue. Yeah, um, and he was wearing a dress. He had a couple of different. It was like a whole photo shoot where he was wearing a dress and like no makeup, just like looking like a fabulous, amazing human. The I mean, it was just beautiful shots. But he was wearing a dress, and everyone was like, "Yes, this is beautiful, androgynous." I mean, there's so many men that we can look back to, like. I mean, David Bowie, we can go back to a lot of men who have been... I thought you were going to say David Beckham. I was like, da- oh, I missed that one. I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't no. surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. He's yeah. great. Um, who have worn dresses in the past. And then this huge thing came about because Candace Owens tweeted out that he was, like, getting rid of masculinity yeah. or... Like, essentially implying that, like, what's happening to the world, men can't even, we're telling men they can't be men. Basically saying that it was some, so what did, what did the Candace Owens thing say? Okay, so I found it, and she said, there is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack. Bring back manly men. Because we are men. We're men in tights. <laughs> we're going through the floor. We're looking for fights. 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 Um. <laughs> and she was met with a lot of backlash from... Some celebrities, um, like Elijah Wood, tweeted her and said, I think you've missed the definition of what a man is. Masculinity does not make a man. Um, then Jamila Jamil, always coming in with the hot take, said, Harry Styles is plenty manly because manly is whatever you want it to be, not with some insecure, toxic, woman-hating, homophobic, redacted, decided <laughs> it was hundreds <laughs> of years ago. Um, and then essentially went back and showed a bunch of different pictures of, you know, men back in, um, back in like royal times where they would all wear wigs and makeup. And this was just like a normal thing. Right. It came out, it's always come in of society and out of society. And like, this isn't, I think that, I personally think that her tweet was very ill- Ill-advised, ill-conceived, ill-advised. I don't think that Harry Styles is trying to dismantle any masculinity. Trust me, there's still going to be men out there who are masculine and have beards and wear flannel. It's not gonna. That's not gonna go away, Candace. 
I just, I don't foresee this really doing that much damage. If anything, I think it's doing good because the effects of toxic masculinity on men have been proven to, like, lower self-esteem. Make You know, it's it's an issue that men have been faced with of, like, you have to look this certain way. Like, we talk about women and how much they're pressured to look a certain way, but it's the same with men. Like, they're pressured to look a certain way. They have to talk a certain way. They have to act a certain way. You have to lift all this weight. Get in your macros. Go, like, little. It's, like, <laughs> it's become this thing that's so pressurizing. And by Harry Styles, who, I mean, arguably is, like, one of the most attractive men on the planet and women are obsessed with him, for him to come out and be like, you know what? I don't have to be this manly figure, this extremely masculine image. Macho man. Exactly, and this is just how I like to dress sometimes, and I can do this, and I can still look awesome. Like, you can do it too, men. No, I I think you have multiple good points there, but um, I'll try to address a couple of them. One, I agree with you. Um, her That whole situation was very ill-conceived. Um, it's... And it's, it's dangerous because it, it's reinforcing the belief that there's one type of man and there's one thing, one definition of what it means to be manly or mm-hmm. masculine or whatever. Um, it, it's funny that you basically described what is it, Al Borland on Home Improvement, but mm-hmm. <laughs> flannel, beard. Um, <laughs> But, That's exactly who I was thinking of, too. Wow. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's... that's it, and I'll slightly disagree with you on one thing, just because I don't want someone to get upset. But um, I do think there are a lot of challenges and con- uh, preconceived notions placed on men about what we're supposed to look like and do and say and feel. Mm-hmm. And we can get into feel in a second. But I, and you're a woman, so you know way more than I do. I don't know if it's to the level that we do for women. Um, I don't think it's the same because mm-hmm. it's absurd, the the requests that we make of women um, in so many avenues. Mm-hmm. I think it, it it's synonymous, but I don't know if it's the same. Yeah. Um, but that was what my disagreement was. It wasn't like a... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I appreciate you bringing that up because I, I absolutely agree with you, but I know, yeah. crazy, <laughs> but I, I wanted to reinforce the point that it's not just women. Mm-hmm. It also happens to men, regardless of the severity yeah. of it or not. So thank you. But I, I do think there are so many different things that you don't even think about that are expected of men. It's like, mm-hmm. for example, um, sorry, I don't understand. Exactly. Wow, girl. So <laughs> we were talking about, like, how people's voices sound. Like, I hate that my voice isn't deeper. I should put a filter on this and make my voice sound cooler. <laughs> no. But anytime I go, I'm on ordering something, um, if I have to call in an order for pickup because we need to call and support local businesses while they're shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm calling and everyone's like, oh, he- yes, ma'am, I'm like, I'm, no, they do I'm not. Ma'am. Anytime I order something and they can't see me, they always say ma'am. Um, <laughs> it is very frustrating because it's like, <clears throat> do I need to talk like this all the time to, oh to show you that I am a man? Like, 
I don't think wow. my voice is very high, but I I know that it's not Barry White either. Yeah. Um, or Morgan Freeman, I guess, is a better one because he has the best voice that was ever given. Um, oh, that's true. And then James Earl Jones and. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe when I become an old black man, my voice will be cool. Maybe that's what you just need to wait for. Yeah. As it matures. As it matures, as we would say. <laughs> yeah, li- I mean, as you're already there. As an older black man. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently I'm British now. <laughs> just, look, we all go through transformations. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. But, no, anytime I'm, you can't see me, um, and this happens at uh, anywhere, mm-hmm. it's like, Okay, ma'am. Let me report. Let me repeat your order. But no, you got my order completely wrong because I'm not a woman. <laughs> but that that happens all the time, mm-hmm. and it's like, why why don't I sound more manly? And then it's like, mm-hmm. wait, but who said that that was what I was supposed to sound like? And then mm-hmm. I realize it was television yeah. and commercials and yeah. the Old Spice commercials. And maybe I should ride a horse shirtless. Like yeah. I I feel like that's what I need to do. So. The person at Chick-fil-A doesn't think that I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the ones where they have the cameras, which is a whole other thing. It's kind of creepy. But they then are like, oh, oh, you're a man. Okay, oops. Um, but there, there's also pressure on how you feel about things as a man. Not mm-hmm. just you can't wear a dress, which that's bizarre because I, if we had a lot of uh, 10 hours, I would talk about my feelings on clothing and how we ascribe certain types of clothing to genders because I think it's silly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's ridiculous that as men, we are historically limited to so few um, clothing options and I'm a person Mm -hmm. who loves clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, if I could draw, I wanted to design women's clothes because women have so many options because you can wear pants, you can wear a dress, you can wear a skirt, you can Mm -hmm. wear shorts, you can wear shorts and a blazer, you can wear, like, there's Mm -hmm. so many combinations and as a man, I have pants and a shirt and maybe a blazer and a tie. Yay. Yeah. Um, And so just, we have so many things that we attribute to manliness and one of those is how we deal with emotions and feelings Mm -hmm. and that's also part of the masculinity discussion and I'm a very emotional person anybody who knows me knows that Mm -hmm. and it's like but you can't openly emote because it's like why are you doing that and Mm -hmm. I played sports my whole life and coaches were always like stop acting like a girl when you have a feeling about anything yeah and it's just like we have so many things that we have assigned to gender and masculinity and femininity that's such a hard word to say and (laughs) and we just and we accept it and i think this all the stuff with harry styles um who is a very pretty dude like if you want to rock a dress you do it and it worked for him like it's Mm -hmm. like oh okay cool yeah um same thing uh people who are older than 25 might remember like Dennis Rodman rock dresses and he was oh, yeah. like if you know anything about sports he was on the bad boy pistons he was one of the tough guys like yeah. but then that that started a whole conversation because it was like wait this dude is dating Madonna so he's like the manly man mm-hmm. but he showed up to his way and then he's dating Carmen Electra and it's like man this guy has all the he gets all the girls. Yeah. But, like, wait, he shows up to things in dresses with earrings. And, like, mm-hmm. it, 
even back then, I guess that was like, what, 96, 97, that started some conversations. That was 98, yeah, it was after Jordan came back. But that started more conversations, the same ones that we're having now, about like, wait, is this a masculinity thing? Or, like, why is it not okay for him to do that? Or why is it okay for him to do that? Mm -hmm. And so people have been having this conversation. I think social media and the increase in us seeing everything Mm -hmm. um, may have uh, elevated it a bit because now it's like, who would have known when uh, the Vogue issue came out, there wasn't, if this were 1998, unlike seeing Dennis Rodman on MTV and VH1, RIP, I think, um, Mm -hmm. there wasn't social media to then go to and say, oh my gosh, this guy, he's on a dress. That's so wrong. What's wrong with men today? Yeah. Um, But now we have everything that's just so quick, rapid response, and Mm -hmm. people can offer hot takes so easily and quickly. Especially people with a, I don't know how many followers that person has. I don't like to say that person's name, but I don't know how many followers that person has, but there are multiple people who then saw it, and then they went off and talked about their views on it and a lot of the people who follow that person probably agree with that person so Mm -hmm. they created this echo chamber of talking about how the the west was so unmanly stay tuned for more radio from the people by the people here on your grassroots community station wfmp louisville you think that social media and not to be one of those get off my lawn people but like do you think social media and just the prevalence of things has made this a little bit more of a quick topic to discuss i yes it has but i think it's also done a lot of good and a lot of damage because there's not only people that can share their really terrible takes yeah but there's also people who can say, hey, this is my opinion of this and this is why I think it's okay and educate people because it's not we're not just hearing from like one source on the news or like one article in a magazine later, like a week later. Yeah. We're immediately hearing people's thoughts about it. And even if those thoughts are bad, sometimes we have to see them to see how much we disagree with them and to see what we definitely don't think. And so I... I, th- I mean, I don't think, I think social media is bad, but I also don't think it's bad. Right. In situations like this. Yeah. No, I can, I can definitely see, I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah. I probably, I don't, sub- I don't have a subscription to Vogue, so I wouldn't have oh, seen it. Absolutely. <laughs> until it got reprinted somewhere else, or I saw an opinion piece on it somewhere, because, yeah. you know, there's not much that would have put it in my purview um so i I think that's also a a gain of social media as we are able to start these conversations um because there are people who otherwise wouldn't have known there was a discussion to have and one of the things that you mentioned earlier that i wanted to get to was i think and i think this ties in because i think that some of these conversations and some of that faux outrage um 
one, I worried about it in the sense of someone who may really, some guy who has some questions about what he wants to do, and he may see someone like Harry Styles and be like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or mm-hmm. they might have always had an affinity for clothing like that, but they've never really felt emboldened to try it. Yeah. Because everything they see, it's a man in pants and, right, you know, pants, blazer, tie, or, you know, if, depending on where you are, uh, a man in, ca- in cargo shorts and mm-hmm. a beard and a hat, a baseball hat with a beer company, like a, or something on it. Right. Um, so they were always felt like they were pigeonholed into that particular look and they Mm -hmm. were like all right well you know i guess can't beat them join them and they went and ordered some whatever but they are able to see someone be comfortable in their own self Mm -hmm. and to take that i don't want to call it a risk um climbing mount everest is a risk that's this is just someone doing what they felt comfortable doing Mm -hmm. um but we, we need to be more focused on empowering people. And for all the people who might complain about the decline of masculinity, mm-hmm. um, there might be some people who were seeing that and they felt more empowered in their masculinity to be like, I'm so comfortable in my masculinity. I'm a rock a dress. Yeah. And I would put a blazer on with it and a tie. Like, yeah. Don't box me in. And Absolutely. I, I think about that person who saw that and even looking at the responses, they might say, you know what, uh, just coming full circle, these are some intolerant people <laughs> hey, there we and go. I am going to be me and if Harry Styles can do it, so can I, even mm-hmm. though he has much prettier hair than I do. Like, <laughs> that's probably what their thought process was going to be. Absolutely. So I do think that's a good way to kind of discuss that really is Mm -hmm. for every hot take uh, conversation that's started by some people who don't quite understand or want to challenge and further this toxic masculinity there might be some people who feel empowered because of the ability to express themselves yes absolutely and I think too there's a side of it that there are, and I've seen this trend, there's a lot of straight men who genuinely like want to rock a dress. And I think that there has been such a stigma, especially within, you know, the last however many years of if you wear a dress, like you're definitely gay. Yeah. Like, and they have this internalized fear of like, well, I don't want people to think that I'm this way and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's now... For people like that, for people who just want to embrace fashion and want to wear what they want to wear, I think this is very important for them of, like, first off, I will say this, I don't really know a lot about Harry Styles' sexuality. I have no idea if he's pan. I mean, I know that he's only publicly dated women, so, I mean, we can just assume he is straight. I do not know. I don't like to assume anything. But But you don't know him? I I know. It's crazy. I don't know Harry Styles. It's, like, the saddest thing on the planet. (laughs) But we can't sit here and assume his sexuality. But the fact that, you know, he is a straight man and he's choosing, you know, assumedly a straight man and choosing to wear this, 
this is something that other guys feel comfortable with because not every guy on this planet wants to wear khakis, you know? Right. Not every straight man wants to wear khakis, you know? Facts. It, like, Faxies. maybe you want to wear leggings and a dress. It's very comfortable, <laughs> let me tell you. I will, I can contest to this. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I have wanted to try leggings, not going to lie. They look comfortable. <laughs> let me tell you, they will change your life. You, it's so freeing. They're wonderful. Um, but I think... You know, the more that we are able to tell people, hey, it's totally cool if you wear this, it doesn't mean that we're making every single man wear this. And that's where I think the narrative gets really twisted, where a lot of people think we're trying to tell all men that they all should wear dresses. Yeah. That's not it. I don't want a man who is very masculine to feel pressured that he has to wear a dress in order to accept his masculinity. Yeah, I just want people to think, Hey, if I wanted to do that, I could. But if you don't want to, that's chill. Totally. Keep to your khakis. Like As you say that, I'm picturing <laughs> Nick Offerman as Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec trying to wear a dress. And that just makes me laugh so much. But no, I think that you're right that we have to be able to differentiate between saying it's finding to say it's okay that some men might want to wear a dress mm-hmm. and that perception that we're trying to make men all men wear dresses um Mm-mm. i'm more of a skirt person i probably would wear one of those yeah, but not a dress sure. <laughs> my arms and chest are weird so they probably wouldn't fit right no. <laughs> but in, in all seriousness um just thinking about how we do assign masculinity to what people wear that also made me think of another conversation about how we aren't a mess where 250,000 people have died Mm -hmm. um, with coronavirus is because Mm -hmm. some people have put it out there that it wasn't manly to wear a mask. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing all that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's it's some macho stance to say, you know what? That virus can't get me. I'm a man. And then don't wear a mask, even though at the time, even though science has evolved enough to know that it protects both people the whole concept of the mask was that you were protecting others which Mm -hmm. last i checked um in the toxic masculinity handbook i haven't read it in a few days but the last i checked saving (laughs) others like a superhero was seen as like super manly right so like in theory, it should have been more masculine Correct. and manly to wear a mask because yeah. you're saving the world. Literally. Um, and I think that was on page three or four of the Toxic okay. Masculinity I mean, handbook. that's pretty early on, too. It's impor- it covers the basics. I mean, you've seen superhero movies. You save the You save the city, you get the girl. So there you go. if you save the world, I guess you get, like, all the girls. Any girl. Like, so that's... Sh- I don't know. So... <laughs> But no, I think that mask wearing became a thing. And something that we wanted to kind of talk about was mask wearing and masculinity aside, I just realized it has mask in masculinity. Anyway, (laughs) is that we've now had different um, mandates or requirements that people wear masks in establishments. And that's given the question or rise to the question of if that's a human rights issue or a civil rights issue that you are making people 
wear this thing, um, especially, and from what I've seen, especially from men who are still like, I don't want to wear this unmanly thing on my face. Um, And there's just been a question of if that is a human rights issue. And I was curious if you thought that just, just Lee, what do you, do you think that it is? No, it's absolutely not a human (laughs) rights issue. Is it like, if you want to argue it with anything is like, is it annoying? Sure. You can say that it's annoying. Yeah. But like when people say like, you can't make me do anything or you can't blah, blah, blah. I mean, think about it every day. You follow rules that are not human rights issues. When you go and you drive on the road, guess what you do? You drive on the right-hand side. Do you know why? Because that's the law. (laughs) You're not saying, I can't believe I can't drive on the left side of the road. My rights are being taken away. No. Drive on the right side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Drive on the right side of the road when you're in America or Iceland, too, I think. And, like... I think it's everywhere but the UK. Yeah. Idiots. Um, <laughs> That's why we broke up with them. Oh, Dude, my God. Oh, they're so weird. Um, but it's there's so many things, and I really don't like that people are picking and choosing what they think a, an issue with human rights are, especially when it comes to something as simple as protecting yourself and others from a deadly <laughs> pandemic virus. You know, there's there's just so many examples I could give of, like, I don't know. Like, when you walk into a bar and it says, like, shoes required or shirt required, do you get mad and say, my rights are being taken away? I have the right to come into this establishment and wear shoes? <laughs> maybe like, in Florida. <laughs> maybe in Florida. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. But that's not... No. That's not a thing. You just wear effing shoes. Like, and I think you're, you'd make a good point. So, if, if <laughs> I were to drive on the left side of the road... Mm-hmm. Who's that a problem for? Everyone on the left side of the road, probably. And me. And really. you. So I, I think that that's a really good analogy because... Oh, what? I made a good analogy? Yeah. <laughs> it's inarguable that you are good at analogies. Thank you. Um, but people who say they have this right to choose what they do with their own stuff mm-hmm. and say oh I have the right to not wear a mask um, if they were to drive on the left side of the road all the time because they mm-hmm. wanted to reserve their right to drive where and how they want mm-hmm. they're going to hit something mm-hmm. eventually and mm-hmm. hurt someone else and themselves and I think that's the way people should look at it even though it's not as immediate you don't just like forget a mask one day and then bam you're in the hospital it's not quite how it works for some people it kind of does but for the right larger scale it's mm-hmm. something that could take a week or two to mm-hmm. develop mm-hmm. or it might take a week or two to develop in someone else yeah. and it's that immediacy that we have preached and become accustomed to that we're like oh i don't see an immediate things impact so i'm not wearing no darn mask right and it's not taking a right away to require you to follow guidelines that ensure the safety of yourself and others. And if that's the way we're operating, I mean, I'm gonna, when we leave here, 
I just want to drive on the left side of the road and uh, screw it. I'm gonna drive on the sidewalk. Yeah. I I think it's they your look right. Yeah, it's my right. <laughs> I think they look safer and they're they're a little bit more smooth. I'm just saying, less cars. <laughs> Genius. Yep. I can get anywhere. Yep. So much faster. I think that we just keep saying it's my right to not wear a mask. It's it's. I feel it's your choice not to wear a mask. It's not a right. A right is not being taken away. Right. You have a choice whether you wear a mask or not. And me as a business, I have a choice whether I let you in or not yep. because you're choosing to not wear a mask. Right. Because like, I am a private business. Like, it's different in... Like, let's say for me, as a black man, mm-hmm. if I wanted to go in a business and they were like, nope, we don't want you to come in here because you're a black dude. Right. That's different because I didn't make the choice to be a black man. Correct. Like, I'm not, I didn't wake up and say, you know what, today, mm, it's November 19th, I'm going to be a black man today. Or, unless I go and order race something. race is literally a yeah. protected class. Yeah. So, I mean, like, legally. Yeah. It's taking your right away from you. You are, it is taking your right away from you. But... I don't, it's not the same to wake up and say, you know what, I want to go to, I can't think of a, I'm going to go to Walmart, um, and I'm not wearing a mask. I'm fine. I don't care. I'm strong. I'm not going to get sick. And then I show up, and they're like, nope, you can't come in. That's not taking a right away. Correct. You have the right to go to that store. You are correct. Mm -hmm. But they have the right to refuse you for not following what the rules are. Correct. And you're not there's no there's no protected class and we know a little bit about protected classes over here Mm -hmm. there's no protected class of non-mask wearers i i checked all the states uh two days ago for something else and i strangely enough didn't see that as a protected class in any of our 50 states (sighs) strangely enough it wouldn't surprise me if it popped up as one in a few states uh, next year because that's the way the united states works um but as of now, there is no protected class of non-mask wearers. So yep. you're not having a right taken away by having someone say you cannot come in here without putting something over your face, nose included, for those who mm-hmm. don't quite gather. Um, nose included. Because you breathe through both. <laughs> don't know if people knew that or not, and, but you do. And the people who don't cover their nose, you're just i mean not only are you doing it wrong you're doing it ineffective because you just like helped us a little bit but you really didn't like protect yourself at all correct um so again if you you know if you since you should be doing it do it right and Mm -hmm. safely for everyone Mm -hmm. um but it's a good thing to remember that it's not a it's not a human rights issue it's a public safety public health issue Mm-hmm. And we need to do our our part um, to help everyone get through all of this and to do it safely and smartly. And it's they're uncomfortable. I mean, I wear glasses. They suck. <laughs> yeah. It they fog up. They get anytime I try to take the mask off when I get where I'm going. Um, they, it pulls my glasses off. It's bent a pair of my glasses because Mm -hmm. I've tried to take them off and it's like, okay, I'm sick of this, but I do it Mm -hmm. and we all should. And it's not, I I can't, I don't argue that it's my rights being taken away that I have to keep it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess one thing to really wrap up, um, in talking about that is, there are 
people who I hope are able to understand that it's not an attack on your rights and it's not uh, feminine or not masculine to wear a mask and we should all be a little bit more than tolerant um, when dealing with these rules and requests of us because it's it's all about being safe and it's all about being attentive and understanding that there are other people who need you to do this including yourself and your family and your loved ones and your friends and so yep listening and understanding um and being accepting of things that you may not agree with is really how you should approach mask wearing as well. Mm-hmm. And one day we'll have a word um, that really encapsulates that feeling. Yeah. I was trying to think of a word, which is why I paused. But no, I agree. So hopefully, um, maybe next time when we talk, um, we will have a new word that everyone can say that they are. Hey. Um, the, new, the new form of tolerance um, but maybe we won't have one, but hopefully we do. <laughs> we got this. We can do it. We got it. <laughs> the music you hear throughout this recording was produced by Esquire Music alongside Spice Productions. 